You're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. The sermon series, if you want to give it a name, is called The Search and Jesus. Now, hopefully that language is already familiar for you, if, from you if you're uh, a local to here to Surf Coast and the Torquay. Uh, the search is a very intentional play on word. Do you know where the search comes from? It's a very popular brand. It was called Torquay Home, Rip Curl. And their slogan is the search. The search. What is that talking about? Well, it's talking about the search for that perfect wave. It's talking about the search for that great experience. It's talking about the search of this moment of fulfillment and majesty and glory and awe and power that you will find by standing on a small shaped piece of glass foam on a wave. That idea of the search, that is an idea that resonates with all of us because we're all searching. We're all searching. Over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about some of the things that we're all searching for. Today, we're going to be thinking about the search and our search for experience, our search for experience or glory, our search for something awesome, our search for something majestical. Next week, we'll be thinking about our search for control, for easy life, a restful life, flow. Third week, we'll be thinking about our search for love, a search for company, community, relational cohesion, reconciliation, love. And then lastly, we're going to be thinking about our search for meaning, meaning and purpose, legacy. I really want to lean into this concept of the search because the search will tell us something about our desires. We're all searching for something. What are you searching for? What are you searching for? What do you want? What are you structuring your whole life around right now? What is your deepest desire? What is your search? For some of you, maybe it is a wave. Some of you, it might be something very different. But there is a desire there. There is a desire there that you long to fill. There is an itch there that you're trying to scratch. Over the next four weeks, I want to remind us that our desires tell us something. Our desires reveal to us something. Our desires are good. But I also want to, I think by way of reminder, remind us that if we simply stop at what we think we need and don't let the signal of our desire or longing become informed to what will truly fill it, we'll let that desire be satisfied by something that will fall short. You see, we have an enemy and our enemy will want to take your desires and use them against you. What is your desire? What is it that you want? 
we're going to base our time in Psalm 16. Uh, now, for those of you that are, uh, uh, I don't know, historically reformed and informed and have a very specific way that you expect the Bible to be preached. I'm not going to preach through Psalm 16 expositionally, if you know what that means. Uh, it's just going to be the foundation of which we stand in terms of thinking about this concept. But as I introduce even just this concept of the search and desire and what we want, I'm going to read through Psalm 16 and I'm just going to dip into it every now and then. But I even just want to say from the top, even if you don't listen to anything else that I say after reading Psalm 16, at least take Psalm 16 home. And at least think about how Psalm 16 speaks to you about where your desire, whatever that may be, could be filled. But let's just let Psalm 16 be our foundation. And then we're going to think about specifically today our desire for experience. Let me read for us Psalm 16. Hear the word of the Lord. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. In I, You are my Lord. I have no good. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints of the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those that run after another God... The sorrows of those that run after another God shall be multiplied, shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen, chosen portion and my cup. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. My heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. That's a lot of gladness. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your holy one see corruption. You, the Lord, you make known to me the path of life in your presence. In your presence, there is fullness of joy at your right hand, a pleasures forevermore. Let's think about our desires. What is it you want? What is it? What is your search? What are you going after? Into what are you pouring your energy? Well, today we're going to think about specifically our desire for experience. Our desire for experience. Now, are desires bad? Is a desire for experience bad? No. No, it's not bad. Every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights above, of whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Jesus says in, in relation to even food, some of us would like a food experience that 
do not call, what is it? Do not call unholy what God has called holy. There's something, there's, there's Corbin. There's a word Corbin in there in some translations. I don't know what that means. ASV reader. Our desires are good. Our desires will tell us something. But the question we need to ask about our desires, the thing we need to be aware of in, in our desires, knowing that we have an enemy that will use our desires against us, is, is our desire, perhaps for our desire for experience, is that going to create closeness to God? Or is that going to create callousness towards God? Will my desire create a closeness or will it create a callousness? Is this desire that I have, is it going to lead to delighting in God? Or is it going to lead to distance from God? Your desire for experience, as you chase that down, as you pour in your energy and your effort and your time and your skill, is that, is that enhancing your delight in God? Or is that creating distance from God? As you search for experience, as you search for that thing that you think is going to, that's the thing. The magic dragon. Is that going to help you appreciate God more? Or is that going to cause you to dissociate from God more? Everything has this opportunity to do this to us, doesn't it? Everything can create distance. Everything could has an opportunity to create callousness. Everything has an opportunity to create a dissociation from God, doesn't it? Everything can do that. Our longing for experiences, our relationships, our status, our hobbies, our screen time can all create callousness and distance from God, can't it? A longing for particular types of food, pets, kids, a spouse, work, possessions. These are good things, but when they become God things, that's a barrier between you and the one true God, isn't it? The devil will want to make you satisfied in these things, but will they truly satisfy? Will they truly satisfy? Just need to get a dog. If we get a dog together, it'll be really good. We, you know, we had to go for a run together. And we'll create an active lifestyle, and uh, yeah, it'll be great. We'll have some company, and dogs gonna be great. And then all of a sudden, it's just like one day the dog starts being disobedient, poos on the rug, it's using up all my money as I got to put it in dog sitting because I can't take a holiday. And I've built a really close relationship to this dog, and maybe it goes really well, and maybe there are some scratches that are itched, and some desires that are fulfilled, and some experiences that are had. But then one day the dog dies. It'll die will die. Same could be said for our kids, and our spouse, and our friends. What about things that we invest a lot of time in? You know what? If I just had this, just if I just had that status at work, if I just had this job, if I just had this type of body, if I just had this much money in my bank account, if I just, and then it just lets us down. It just lets us down. The devil will try to make you satisfied in these things, but they won't satisfy. And I'm apologize, I'm going to butcher this quote. But C.S. Lewis says something that if we cannot find something in this world that satisfies our deepest longings, if we can't find that thing, it should tell us that we're probably made for something else that's outside of this world. 
that longing and that need that we have, maybe it's supernatural. Maybe it's divine. Maybe it's out of this world. Maybe it's the creator of this world. Uh, to illustrate this, I've been thinking about this a lot, the way we run to different things to sort of satisfy a craving, right? I was a personal trainer for a while, and when you're a personal trainer, you do silly things like give diet advice. And I found this silly post, I don't know, Facebook or somewhere, and it said that if you, do, if you crave this, it means your body needs this. Or something like, if you crave chocolate, it means you're zinc deficient, you know? If you crave ice cream, it means that you need more protein or something like that. You know, and then it would give you another, it was a beautiful chart. And people, you'd show this to people, like, oh, that makes so much sense. I've been eating so much chocolate because actually I've been craving this thing. And then you give them the other thing and they're just like, oh, you're a wonderful personal trainer. We're like, great, I'll see you on next week, three sessions this week. No, I, I didn't do that, sorry. Isn't that what the world does to us? We chase after chocolate, chase after ice cream. That's the craving we have, but that's not the thing that we need to have to satisfy the craving. What's the craving we need? What is the thing? What is the thing we are craving? Who said that? Yes, you are allowed to interject with that name. The craving we long for is Jesus. The thing that we deep down want so bad is God. Did you hear the words of the psalm? In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures. That's, that's me indicating you should shout it out. Hold on. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. 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 See, there's, 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 a, key, there's a key there. There's a key there. Forevermore. Everything you'll try to chase down, the... The wave, it will let you down. You'll, you'll, you'll find a good wave. Like, I found some waves, man. Like, I remember surfing at Point Addis one day. It wasn't that big. And then it was beautiful. Sun was, like, just off. off just, just, it wasn't quite setting, but it was starting to get, like, kind of balmy. And then I'm looking at the horizon because I was like, come on, I need a lift on that horizon. I need to see a wave coming. As I'm looking, I see, like, a pot of dolphins. And we're just like, oh, dolphins, and I'm surfing it, point at us. And then as I look beyond the dolphins, the horizon lifts. And I'm just like, are you serious? Is this the next set? And it was the best set of waves for the whole day. 35 minutes in thinking I probably should. And then the dolphins and then the wave. And I'm just like, you know what? I've got I to line up for this thing. It's going to break over there. So I start paddling. And then you sit back on the board, you spin around, and the wave's coming. You get this wave, and then clean all the way down the line. I just, I just, it was like, wow, I'm sure I look like a complete kook, but I feel like this is the best thing. And literally, I jumped off the back of that wave. Dolphins, sun, beautiful beauty, point at us, and I cried out, I can die now. That's what I said. And then a shark, no. <laughs> God's like, I'll answer your prayer. But did I stop surfing after that? Was I like, yes, surfing experience, check, done. No, just made it worse. Had to get another hit, didn't I? To get me, you know, have to get out there and paddle out again. Go find the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And then you know what's going to get happen? My body's going to get old and my knees are going to be even worse. My back's going to get even more stiff. 
And then one day I'll let, yeah, look, we got a hand up. Yeah, he's on a stand-up paddleboard. That's how bad it is. <laughs> That's how bad it is. So it's just don't go to a goat boat. We can still be friends. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry for the surfing jokes. Um, but these things, they won't satisfy. But what was that word? Forevermore. Forevermore. If you are pursuing God, it only gets better and better and better and better and better. You know, God is infinite, right? God is everlasting, from everlasting to everlasting, the alpha to the omega, the, the first and the last, beginning to the end. Like this is God and it's just like, and if you step into the orbit of God, if you want to prepare to look up and be like, I'm in, let's walk. It's going to be the best walk. But, you know, you, you, you're on some, like you go on some like, hikes and you're like oh that's beautiful oh that's beautiful oh that's beautiful and then then the tour guide is just like it gets even better just wait till we get around this corner there's a view it's going to blow your mind there's a waterfall it's going to be insane there's this thing you're just going to be like whoa i had no idea and then the walk comes to an end you get tired not a journey with jesus not walking in step with the spirit god promises forevermore it's just like it's better and then it's just like you know what you guys now need eternity because that's how long it's going to take for you to fully appreciate who I am and what I want to give you and just opening your eyes to my beauty and glory. And then we are like, nah. Now I'm going to watch Netflix, thank you very much. And scroll on my phone for a while. And I'm here today to tell you, in his presence is fullness of joy at his right hand of pleasures forevermore. And I just want to encourage you and invite you to just take another step forward. Get into the prayer room. Participate with your friends and be like, hey, you want to do something real crazy? Let's read the Bible. Talk about it. What? You're like, nah, that sounds real boring, Louis. Sounds boring. Because God's boring, isn't he? God's boring. All the things that I hear about God, all the things that I look on TV. Ned Flanders, he's, I had a mustache the other week. I was just like, man, I'm like a legit Ned Flanders now. Preacher, glasses, full Ned Flanders. Anyway, those things I think about. It's, it's not. Don't let the world or the devil or the enemy sell you the lies that God is boring. He's incredible. He's awesome. Like when people see him, it's just like, ugh, Isaiah. The glory in the temple. His whole robe fills the temple. And Isaiah is just like, woe is me, for I am lost. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I've, I've come from people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the Lord. Falls on his face in worship. Moses. Moses is like, I want to see you, God. God's just like, you can, but get in that rock. Get in the crack of the rock. You're going to need a flak jacket made of stone. And you're only going to see my back. All right. And Moses, just like the guys, they see Moses after he's been spending some time with the Lord. What happens to Moses? Just like, just like 10 million lumens coming off his nose. What about John? Book of Revelation. Gets to peer behind the curtain into the Holy of Holies. See God and see angels. Or Daniel. What happens to those guys? It's just like, I felt sick for like a week. It's just like, can't handle it. It's so good. It's so good. And there we are, sucking down Instagram instead. Or maybe it's just me that my desires are too weak. More happy playing mud pies in the slums than responding to the invitation to build sandcastles by the seashore. See, I want you to recognize what your desire is. 
And I want you to tune into that and see what that desire tells you about you. And then I want you to take that desire and be like, how is this going to be filled in God? Not the thing that I think I need right now. I want you to, I want you to feel what you think you need and I want you to let it drive you into a deeper delight in who God is. I want you to let it drive you into the, into the divine, not to drive you away and create distance from God. See, Surf Coast is an interesting place, pretty spiritual, pretty supernatural. You know, there's people that will talk about having a spirit guide. Oh, I've got a spirit guide. You know, bought the book from Angus and Robertson about how to do the thing and find a spirit guide. You know what? If your spirit guide is in Jesus, the only place that spirit is going to guide you is straight to hell. Get to the Word of God. Look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Our earthly desires will let us down. Our desire for experience will let us down. Our desire for majesty will let us down unless we go to God to fulfill that desire. Now, I know some of you are probably thinking, can I really go to God? I've chased the purple dragon of my own desires for a long time now. Would God ever have me? I would love to have what Louis talking about in the whole Isaiah, Moses, Daniel, John thing. That'd be awesome. I'd love to have the Word of God come alive in my hand and to know the joy that surpasses joy that is expressible and filled with glory and to know that peace that transcends understanding. I want that, but I don't know if I'm allowed to have access to that because I feel far from God from the things that I've done. He would never take me. Do you sometimes feel like that? He would never take me. I'm too far gone. I'm not going to get a fresh start. I've committed too many wrongs. I've let too many people down. And by doing so, I know I've let God down. Heck, I can't even get past the first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Whoa, not doing so good at that one. And you feel distant. You feel distant. The delighting in God feels like it's an unattainable goal. Here's the good news. God wants you so bad. God has put on flesh, stepped down into this earth, and he's like, I know how screwed up you are. Like, I can see it all. And not only have I seen what you've done, I know what you've been thinking. And he enters in in the person work, in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus, he goes to the cross and he's just like, everything that was meant to be going to you, the punishment for your disobedience, the distance that you, we should have just let you keep running away from God, everything that should have gone to you, Jesus says, I'll do a trade. So I really love you. And I really want you to have a good life. I really want you to know peace. I really want you to know the peace of God. I really want you to know my peace. I really want you to know shalom, restoration, completion, fulfillment. I want you to know that peace. And that's what Jesus did. He came and it says, and he preached peace. He preached peace. Jesus' message was one of peace. 
And he's just like, I'll take your punishment. I'll die so you don't have to. I'll be judged by God so that you don't have to be. I'll defeat death. I'll put it into the grave. I'll take your sins with me. I'll rise to a new life and I'll invite you into a new life. I'll give you a fresh start. I'll give you a fresh start. What do you have to do? How do you receive a gift? Just take hold of it. Just trust that he's holding that out to you. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to do the most terrifying thing I've ever done. And I'm going to step into this thing and believe. And then I'm going to follow. And that entrance into that new life via the cross. You know, we're thinking about experience today, the experience we want. If you want to know glory, if you want to know majesty, if you want to know something that's truly beautiful and awe-inspiring, you go to the cross. At the cross, we forget about the landscape views. We forget about the skills that people have. We forget about all the things that we could once want. And we look to Jesus and we see him being sacrificed for our sin, the wrath of God being poured out on him. And we go, that is mind-blowing. The crown of thorns thrust into his head and the blood streaming down his cheeks. That is beautiful. That he's hanging up there for me. In this act, he's purchasing not with his bank account, but with his life. A fresh start for me. As I look to Jesus on the cross, he cries out, it is finished. And he invites us in. He's just like, come and walk anew. It's done. Let's go again. Know that in my presence is fullness of joy. At my right hand, at my right hand are pleasures forevermore. And know that you're not going to have to have any barred access to that. Oh. Just getting played off the logies. Stop talking, Louis. Maybe that is a good point to stop talking. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. Do you look for Christ for safety and hope? I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. Is that your cry to Jesus? You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. That's our cry. We have no good apart from him and what he gives. As for the saints in the, as for the, saints in the land, they are the excellent one in whom is my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. That's what happens when you run after something that is not Jesus. Your sorrows will multiply, according to the Bible. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. Have you chosen Jesus? Are you choosing Jesus? Tomorrow morning when you wake up, will you choose first Jesus? The lions have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. 
You reckon the surf coast is beautiful? Jesus holds the keys to death in Hades. And he also is the doorkeeper for the presence of God. This life only gets better. Remember that? Journey only gets better. And to live is Christ and to die is gain. Glory of heaven, glory of being with God. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. Jesus doesn't leave you on your own when you commit to following him. Need a book recommendation for 2024? I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. That's confidence. I'm going to head in this direction. Because that's the direction of God. And that looks terrifying. But he's always with me. All the other directions, maybe they look less scary. But because he is not at your right hand, you will be shaken. Choose God, set the Lord before you, anticipate glory in heaven with him, and therefore your heart is glad and your whole being will rejoice. Your flesh will also dwell secure. God will not abandon your soul. He will not abandon your soul. He will make known to you the path of life in your presence, in his presence. There is fullness of joy. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Are you pursuing that? If you don't believe that, if you're not pursuing that, are you at least praying to say, God, if this is legit, make it legit and make me want to want that. <laughs> at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Uh, one of the most beautiful things I recently heard was, uh, was someone who's recently become a Christian in our church family. And... Uh, she said, shared these words with me. She said, life was already pretty good. Life was already great. I had a lot of things. But then now that I've got God, this just feels like a cheat code. He's always with me. This is so good. Those are the words of someone that has experienced the forgiveness of Jesus that's looked to the cross, that has been filled with the Holy Spirit and now has this peace and joy that can't be explained, can't be measured, but it's just like, he's real. And I don't want to go back to old me. Will you live your life making your first experience you chase, not the wave or the job, or the thing, but will you make it God through the cross of Jesus Christ? I would invite you to do that. I dare you to do that. And this church is a place where you're going to find help to do that. I'm going to pray. Lord God and Heavenly Father, um, I pray for my brothers and sisters and I pray for all the visitors here this day. Lord, would you make us hungry for more? Thank you for listening to our podcast. 
If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.